Good morning, Sal. It's Andy Lindahl and Tyler Columbus. How are you doing today? Hey, Andy. Hey, Tyler. How are you guys doing out there in the Mountain West? Uh, going out there to see my granddaughter pretty soon. Looking forward to going to a Steamboat Springs where there's a lot of Broncos fans. Oh, you're going to love it, man. You ever been up there? It's a fantastic experience. Oh, yeah. Been up there. My daughter's been living up there for a number of years, so I'm looking forward awesome. to this thing. It's going to be my granddaughter's first birthday up there in Steamboat. We're looking forward to it. Well, Sal, we have plenty of things to talk to you about, and you have a new book coming out for maybe any of the Eagles fans that are spying in on the Bronco audience. But let's start with owner Pat Bowen. We're getting close to hearing to, as to who the contributors candidate for the Hall of Fame will be. Why do you think it should be Mr. Bowen this year? Right, so I'm on the contributors committee. Uh, I'm one of the nine from the selection committee that's on the contributors committee and have been serving for the last five years. And uh, I have always thought that Pat Bowen should be one of the first owners under this category put into the Hall of Fame. It is definitely overdue. There's nobody, in my view, no owner in the NFL who deserves to go in before Pat Bowen at this point. I think he should be absolutely confirmed by the Contributors Committee on August 23rd. There'll be five members in the room in Canton, Ohio. He needs three votes. Uh, I presented Pat Bowen a couple of years ago, and we fell one vote short. I feel bad about that, but the time is absolutely now. You, you have a – with Mr. D, you have a standard of sustained excellence over decades. You know – when you look at the winningest NFL owners all time, he is uh, number one, two, three, four, five on the list with 348 total wins. But he's got 10 wins a year, 10.2 wins a year, which is number one all time, a winning percentage of 602. So sustained excellence as an owner, I would think is an absolute slam dunk to put him in. And then, the contribution that this man has made to pro football west of the Mississippi is unprecedented. Yeah, he opened up, he opened up the game to an entire culture that really didn't have access to the game, and that to me, in and of itself, should put him in the Hall of Fame. And only two Hall of Fame owners, Pittsburgh's Dan Rooney and Lamar Hunt of the Kansas City Chiefs served on more NFL committees. So his contribution to the league itself, the apparatus of the league and the apparatus of pro football, to me, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and it's long overdue. Sal, I, uh, I played on a number of teams over the course of my career as, a, I guess, what you'd classify as a bit of a journeyman over eight years, and so I got to know a, a variety of different owners, and I could give you my perspective, which I've done for our listeners a number of times, about why Pat Bowen deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But what I'm more curious about from you, uh, what are some of the more behind-the-scenes issues, the major contributions that uh, Mr. Bowen made for the big picture of the NFL, not necessarily the Denver Broncos, obviously we know the wins and losses and all that, but what are some of the bigger issues that uh, Pat Bowen was involved in and, and really contribute, contributed towards uh, making this league what it is today? Well, I think Pat Bowen, along with a couple of other owners, Jerry Jones among them, really took the NFL from about a $1.3 billion operation in 1990 to a $13, $14, 15000000000 billion operation in 2016. 
Amazing. And, yeah, it, it's really crazy. His contribution to stadium construction, which directly impacts the fans' experience, his contribution to the TV contract, which directly impacts NFL players on all teams. You know, NFL players, NFL owners just had a windfall of over a quarter of a billion dollars per team from the NFL TV package. That doesn't happen without Pat Bowler. Sal, can you also talk about, I mean, we hear about stories here, and I think sometimes people think that, we see it through orange-colored glasses. I've talked to so many players that have said not every NFL owner approaches an NFL season to get the most out of it. Some of them, it, it is just a business, so on and so forth. Others, like Pat Bowen, really put the money in there to make sure that they're successful every year. Can you talk about how sometimes, even though we as fans would assume every NFL owner does all they can to get most out of the season, that sometimes not everybody goes all in the way that Mr. Bowen did? Absolute gold standard the way he treated players, the way he supported his organization. And here's the thing, right? We all know Mr. B never stepped in front of the camera unless he was pushed. This is a guy that wanted to make all the contributions but never expected to have the limelight or the credit. Uh, A total gentleman in the way he handled his relationships within the league. And I would argue that... You know, other owners should be arguing that Pat Bowen should get in to the Hall of Fame because of what he did for them. Well, I know there were a lot of disappointed people here in Denver uh, when Mr. Bowen did not make it the last go-around, but by all accounts, it certainly sounds like this is the year. I mean, just about everybody we talk to says it's a no-brainer. It has to happen this year. Uh, so I, I'm hopeful well, that listen, that – man, listen, man, I've been in that room, and a lot can happen. And yeah. you, need three out of, you need three out of five votes when it comes down to where the rubber meets the road after sitting in that room for six, seven hours and going through the ten finalists. And Mr. B's one of the ten finalists, and he, you know, he was a the, the, in the top three, and then in the top two last year. So uh, a lot can happen. Yeah, you know, people, you, you you don't just roll your glove out onto the field and expect to win the game in a situation like this. You got you got to make sure that the word gets out, and uh, you know, sometimes just the support that bubbles up from fans, from members of the media. And, and you don't have to lobby. You know, this stuff sells itself, right? And Mr. B's accomplishments sell themselves. You don't have to go out of the way to lobby for this man to belong in the Hall of Fame. Just present the facts. The facts speak for themselves. It's long overdue. Mr. B needs to go into the Hall of Fame in the class of 2019. And uh, I, knock on, knock on wood, pray to the baby Jesus, I hope that he gets the three required votes in that room this year. Hey, you're, you're preaching to the choir out here. You sound like our kind of guy, Sal. Hey, very cognizant of your time, so won't take up much more here. Very appreciative of it, uh, Sal. Uh, if you don't mind, take us into just that. You, you just described how you don't really know what's going to happen in that room, and a lot of conversations are had. Um, you know, not asking you to break any break any code or anything, but uh, could you describe, I mean, how heated do those discussions get? What is it like when uh, those decisions are being made? 
You know, they are definitely not heated. I can tell you that. Okay. Uh, I would I, I would say they're very intelligent conversations. There'll be a contribution that'll be made either in person or on the phone by a couple of consultants that the Hall of Fame will bring in. I don't know who they are in this particular case. Uh, you know, you go around the room. There's somebody that presents uh, each of the candidates. Uh, I, I don't know who it's going to be, and even if I did, I, I, I would be... Uh, out of place to tell you, but you, you make a presentation and then there's a discussion and there's a little bit of a Q and a, uh, and a back and forth. It's, it definitely does not get heated. There's no kind of debate, but the discussion is very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, whoever's making the presentation, um, uh, uh, needs to have their facts straight for sure, because there are going to be some other very deserving candidates, George Young, the late George Young, the GM, uh, of the New York Giants, uh, was an executive of the year multiple times. He deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. Gil Brandt, longtime scout, without a doubt, he deserves to go into the Hall of Fame. And there are others on the list that, that are definitely deserving. But for me, the time is now for Pat Bowlin. We're wrapping it up here with Sal Palantonio from ESPN. Sal, before we let you go, when I think of you, I think of your coverage of, in particular, the Philadelphia Eagles. I know you uh, set up base camp during the Tim Tebow days with the New York Jets, but mainly I think of your coverage of the Eagles along with the rest of the league for the NFL. You've got a new book coming out August 1st, the Philly Special, talking about that special uh, Super Bowl season, so people can get that at barnesandnoble.com if they want to. Um, it sounds like it was a fun year there, but now as we get ready to open camp, I saw there's options that maybe Carson Wentz is on the pup, so on and so forth. How do you think this looks for Philly in the early going? Do you think they'll have their starting quarterback back? And what do you think happens for Nick Foles? Well, those are really complex questions. Uh, I, you know, they open camp tomorrow and I'm, I'm anxious to get out there and see what Carson Wentz can do. I haven't heard anything about pup for Carson Wentz. I, I think that Carson Wentz is, Clearly ahead of schedule, and all signs have been encouraging that he could be ready for the opener. Uh, they have one of the best quarterback situations in the NFL. They got a Super Bowl MVP in Nick Foles. But like any NFL team going into camp, they have major question marks um, at corner. They don't have a starting nickel corner, that, and that is important because they are rarely in base packages uh, on defense. The Giants upgraded brought in a new head coach. I think the Redskins upgraded with Alex Smith. Certainly Ezekiel Elliott playing a full season makes the Cowboys a much different team and a much more competitive team. So I'm anxious to see how they do. Uh, the NFC's loaded, absolutely loaded, and it's going to be a tough year in, in the NFC. But, you know, by the way, you guys probably don't remember, but I used to hang out there in Cherry Creek all the time during the Peyton Manning years. I did a lot of coverage of the Broncos now. I've, I've been out of Dove Valley quite a bit. you know. Oh, we remember, right. our friend, my friend. We definitely uh, remember. Yeah. But I've also okay. spent many a morning watching you on ESPN <laughs> out at those different complexes. We appreciate all your coverage. We, You know, I feel like we've seen you on the road a bunch, too, during those years. Did you go on the road yeah. with the, some of those Bronco games? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing like going on the road with the Broncos. I was embedded with them during the Super Bowl, the Marriott in Santa Clara, and I was treated like royalty by uh, John Elway, Joe Ellis, Patrick Smite. The whole organization treated me like I was one of the family. And I, I got to say, other than, of course, covering the Eagles' first Super Bowl title last year, covering Peyton Manning's final season, and that Broncos team with Gary Kubiak, 
and being embedded in that hotel with that team was without a doubt my favorite experience uh, as a reporter in the National Football League. So, but by the way, the, the book is sort of the inside story of how the Eagles won their first Super Bowl championship, and there's a lot of NFL uh, you know, intelligence in the book in terms of other teams that, uh, around the league. So I, I think that people who pick up the book will be will will really get a sense of how it works behind the scenes. A team going from total underdog to Super Bowl champion. There's a lot of behind the scenes mechanics that I that I lay bare in this book. You know what? We'll let you go after this. I'm not trying to dominate your time. We really appreciate it, but I find it interesting just listening to your comments. So I'm a Denver native, and I'm lucky because I I was the sideline reporter for that Super Bowl uh, 50 team. I and got a chance I to be on the sideline to see my hometown, the team I rooted for growing up in a Bronco household, hoist the trophy. Do you have a special connection to Philly? Was it extra special for you to see that Super Bowl championship last year? You know, it really was because I covered this team for a quarter of a century, right? 25 years. You do anything for 25 years, and you get connected to it, heart, mind, body, and soul. And, you know, when you think about it, I did it for the Philadelphia Inquirer first and then for ESPN. And that's a lot of Saturdays and Sundays where you're not home for your family. A lot. Over 25 years, you know, the seasons, oh, yeah. season and season and postseason. You guys know, you know about that sacrifice on the weekends with three daughters. My wife, they sacrificed a lot for me to be on that. And so it was a big payoff for them as well as for me. Because we never really thought that the Eagles would, you know, be in a position so quickly to turn it around and win one. So I dedicated the book to their sacrifice and, and their celebration in this. I'm not an Eagles fan. I grew up in New York. But, you know, when you do something for 25 years, it's, it's difficult. It was actually very easy for me to feel passionately about what happened and how much my family sacrificed. So I wanted to thank them for that. And that's really... I didn't write the book for myself, guys. I wrote it for my family and my friends who have been around me and the Eagles fans who have supported my career for years. I, want, I wanted him to have a permanent record of just what happened behind the scenes uh, for the teams. It, it'll never happen again. It's their first Super Bowl title, so that's why I wrote the book. Sal, that's awesome. We really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. It comes out a week from today, August 1st. Get it at barnesandnoble.com if nowhere else here. Uh, you can get it easily over the web. Thank you so much for the time today, Sal. All right, put out the word on Mr. B now. Let's go.